we have the honor at the Macau Stars Podcast to bring you two brand new shows to our ever-expanding network. First is the Unhinged and Uncensored Podcast, where I and good friend rapper Lolo Savage talk about really whatever we want in a completely wild format that drops every Tuesday at 2 p.m. But wait, don't forget to catch our other brand new podcast, the Guts and Gore Podcast, where we give horror films the dissection they need to see where they stack up every Thursday at 2 p.m., Please click the links in the description to find out more info today. Trying to find your next spot for a show or event? Look no further. You know them. You love them. Stutterbox Productions is here to help. They always have an excellent team that is always busy and in motion behind the scenes in the Midwest. And they have plenty of shows lined up. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Stutterbox Productions' Facebook page for all of your needs today. I don't know. Do we ever talk about how that's not my government name? <laughs> no, I've noticed that on Facebook. Uh, okay. So should we? Uh, so when you do the title, you can say Mark Thomas Anderson, aka Marco Battaglia. Okay, Mark Thomas Anderson. <laughs> that, okay. If I have to introduce myself, I can. Yeah, I was <laughs> if gonna that say. Makes it easier. I was gonna say, throw me a curveball right then. Like. Actually. <laughs> Just think, I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Should we start, man? Sure. Let's do it. Guys, what's up? This is the McAllister's Podcast. I'm your host, always Cole McAllister. You know what's up. Uh, we got another episode today uh, with returning guest um, who has just told me seconds ago that he has a new name. Uh, Mark, it's actually my old name. Your old name. It's my government name. <laughs> to us, a new name. It's the oldest name. <laughs> it's my biblical name. Uh, Mark Thomas Anderson, aka um, how most people know Marco Battaglia. How are you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we got you in the new studio. Yeah. Um, a, a new phase. I like this place and uh, nice place. And actually, you grew up not far from oh, here. Shit. You mind turning off that fan? <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? The fan had something to say. <laughs> uh, I grew up right around here, and uh, uh, yeah, went to school here, and um, you know, so if you have a problem with me, you can blame these institutions around us. <laughs> <laughs> the ones directly around, it's just our boycott. Literally in this vicinity, you can. You know what's funny? My uh, my old elementary school, because um, I went, I I grew up in like Northwest Iowa, and I went to this. Uh, it was called Spalding Catholic. It was like this old crummy Catholic school. And like when I graduated high school, there was a news article where <clears throat> the the building that I went to elementary school in became like um like whatever like abandoned like just you know whatever like whatever the term is. All right. Well, that was a lot better than where I thought this story would go. <laughs> But anyway, so they they did a uh, controlled like fire demolition. So there's literally a news article where I can go see video and pictures of the fucking elementary school that I hated <laughs> growing up, nice. burning in flames, and so like, was, in like an ethical, in, in ethical and like humane <laughs> right. way, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's beautiful. Nobody's getting hurt. Yeah, it was Schools like out <laughs> forever. It was all symbolic, man. <laughs> well, that's like there was Franklin School. You ever heard of that? Like in the Franklin, uh, like uh, just you know, show not far from here. Yeah, it sounds familiar. That got turned into like a 
I don't know what it's going to be, an entertainment complex. So, like, really? Black Market Fetus headlined a show or, you know, played was part of a show there um, that at this place that I think some people went to Catholic school at. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, turn of events. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, um, Molly, who, you know, also grew up in this area, um, you know, she was saying that, you know, it's improved over the years. Like, it's just gotten nicer and better. And, like, um, you know, we, we're really lucky getting this spot. And, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I feel the same way about where I live on the south side. Hell, yeah. There are there are parts about the south side that I miss, for sure. But, uh, yeah, and there's some new businesses popping up mm-hmm. um, that are awesome. <laughs> And uh, got a nice new little neighborhood joint called um, Olive Gar- Olive Guardian, <laughs> <laughs> the McDonald's of Italian food, as they call well, it. Well, I think it's a feud now between Applebee's and and Olive Garden as to what's like the hot spot of the South Side. Like, where is it going to pop off, Applebee's <laughs> or Olive Garden? You know what's funny? Uh, we like, w- where is the next like rebel country artist going to play next at Olive Garden or? Um, yeah applebee's exactly uh me and molly went to that uh one that opened on the south side uh around the time that it opened and uh um like i don't know if it's just me but i feel like it got like way more expensive i like i walked out everything especially food well everything but like like we went to um mcdonald's what the fuck yeah mcdonald's went up yeah but like simon's up the street like we went like that place was cheaper than what it was at olive garden and like we we didn't drink either time like we just got like sodas and water or whatever and like yeah it's crazy it's nuts man i don't even yeah i would prefer just not to get beverages and i'll I'll supply my own my own aqua (laughs) you just have like a little a flask you like put a little gin in your water (laughs) yes gin (laughs) so i do it motherfuckers I, uh, one time I was at a bar and someone ordered gin and apparently that's like you know it's just like people don't do that as much like not straight gin mm-hmm. the bartender like turned to Scooby Doo they were like gin <laughs> <laughs> my ex-wife used to drink gin I used to like drink this shit regularly it's it's something it's something I like I couldn't really ha- like I only did like I guess not on the regular I, did, I like, guess a it's interesting I mean Okay, so I do think of alcohol for its medicinal purposes, which do exist as long as you hmm. don't overdose on them. Okay. Especially like high quality spirits. And like if they have like a, an herbal concoction versus just, uh, you know, just corn ethanol, just knock that off and just chug it down, you know? It's a big difference. Like, like Jägermeister, hmm. you know, like what that cross is supposed to like represent like the medicinal history oh, of Jägermeister. No, 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 what what um give me a summary. Well, basically like um now now I don't know the exact science sure, behind sure, it or sure. what you will, but I mean Nobody's an expert here. <laughs> I think, you know, if even if it's just something that helps you relax like or an unwind like a as long as you're not in turn abusing it and overdosing on it like there's a medicinal purpose to that and i think you know you could take any drug that's ever been known to man and it could be medicinal to somebody like yeah if they doesn't mean that it's not more some are more addictive than others some are more abused than others but if you're that person that can imbibe responsibly then what like don't fuck with that person you know 
Yeah. I guess let me play devil's advocate with you a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, if it, if the substance, for instance, like I feel like if they have ne- the negative qualities overcome the positives, yeah, what? isn't there a- like fentanyl? Yeah, I mean, sure. Well, what I've <laughs> I've encountered some people with some stories that definitely um, affected me. Like one was yeah. a, an electrician who got severely electrocuted. And, like, his life is, like, what most people would probably call, like, a mm-hmm. living hell if he doesn't have fentanyl patches. Yeah, So, like, sure. those, like, keep him from just torment for however long, you know, his yeah. body's ticking for this go-around or whatever. But, like, you know, I'm a believer that I think op- you could actually have a more positive effect on your body with opiates versus alcohol. Like, I think alcohol is undoubtedly oh, just one of those things that, like, no it trashes doubt. your liver. It's, like, the most... It's probably the most dangerous of all things yeah, that I, humans, like, use for recreation I or agree. whatever I else. Agree. Um, so, yeah, to me, that pretty much, like... I don't know, just fucks up anybody's argument as to why anything else should be sure. prohibited. No, no, I don't think anything should be prohibited. I guess I'm just wondering if it's it's necessarily considered medicine. Like that's kind of my question, I guess. Yeah. Like there, thi- like I think you can make the argument for opioids. I think you um, can even make the Doctor Carl Hart. I yes, think is someone exactly. that makes a great argument, especially like I think I've heard him argue for for at least like heroin. And yes, exactly. Cocaine, and amphetamines. If yeah, amphetamines. Like if you're a his argument is if you're a responsible adult, mm-hmm. then if you know this is having a positive effect on your life. Or helping you in any way, yeah. Then why should you be kept from doing that by someone else? No, I yeah, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, the only question I'm asking is about medicine specifically, and I think yeah. that's a yeah. yeah. It's tough when you add that medicinal label, which is why I've always felt like yeah, it's a you just slope. have to have recreational legalization across the board. I agree, and then people will make their own decision as to what's medicinal. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so before we get, because we're, we're getting into libertarian territory, which I love. Yeah. But the I thing will. that we, because we, this is the third time we've had you on, we've never actually gotten to like something that, um, you know, you kind of, maybe people may or may not know about you, which is a lot of music stuff. Um, you, you're part of how many bands or what's um, your? So music, I guess, has been a major part of my life since basically short same time as memories um developed <laughs> yeah, so sure. um i'm a part of dark mirror and uh, a band called pud which is started by me and the original dark Mem- mirror uh, member when we were kids um mm. and it was like um pud Pud evolved out of like I knew Eric was like this bitchin' guitar player, mm-hmm. and he could he was the real fucking deal, and um, we could never find a singer that was what we felt was that. Um, we tried out a lot of people. There's a lot of fucking comedy um, in the tryout process, um, and basically so i just got up and said i will just like become this zany character and scream and it was kind of like inspired by like slayer but then like the the name was inspired by alice cooper so pud galvin is like this old-timey baseball player um i think he was one of the first people accused of like juicing 
like he like took some substance i think from monkey testicles um <laughs> like i don't know if he just drank it if he gargled it what if he shot it up i don't know i never like got the legit story <laughs> but but anyways um yeah so one of the first pitchers in major league baseball i think that started taking some kind of important performance enhancing substance that i think came from the testicles of a monkey and um yeah, so basically I was like, you know, like Alice Cooper, I think, is some old witch or something. I was Pud Galvin, the first juicer. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just, like, did funny shit. Uh, but actually, it blew my mind a little bit how we were ahead of this, like, curve of, like... So one of the first songs we ever wrote was about, like, the phenomenon of school shootings and living mm. living in the aftermath of Columbine. mm and like you know being kids that like loved heavy metal um probably either i think the matrix had just coming out so like loved the matrix and we're like hearing people be like oh these people got pushed over the edge because of being like you basically like liking the <laughs> things you like and we were like what the actual fuck so we used i think it was called um what red faction you ever heard of that it's no. like a PlayStation or compute PC game, maybe PlayStation two. Hmm. And it's like a first person shooter. And, you know, we took sound effects of different weapons and like screaming and shit and use that for like the start of the song or maybe the end of the oh, song. Okay. Okay. And it was about basically like, like this idea that you were just picked on so much and like you just finally start thinking it's a good idea to like go and just take it out on random people like take a gun to school and kill your friends <laughs> like 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 i don't know at the time it was so hard for us to like wrap our head around that that is something that doesn't have like more to it than just that mm -hmm. like it's just not an evil person or a person that's made to do this evil thing. Like there's gotta be more at play than that basically. And I think it would, would have really, um, it still would, but get like really misinterpreted from our intention as like artists. Um, like we weren't like trying to glorify violence. We were trying to understand, um, the phenomenon and like understand humanity, I guess. Yeah. And also, yeah, just kind of like, it seemed like, um, you know, Ozzy Osbourne got blamed for a lot of shit. Mm. Judas Priest. Suicide Train. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I just learned the lead singer, sorry not to interject, but uh, yeah. the lead singer of Judas Priest was gay. I didn't realize that until yeah, today. Yeah, and I think he he came out maybe in the late 90s, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, that's what I read today, And it's like... Um, for the most part, I don't think it hurt his standing, you know, in the metal community. I'm sure you, like any other community, there are problematic people and bigots and whatever. But I don't think it was like a significant enough number to like hurt the his turtle. bottom line or something like that. Which, But I don't yeah. think he cared. I think he just finally felt like being honest with his fans about who he is. Sure. And um, it's amazing I guess that, that had a huge impact on me, like growing up here and just not, you know, knowing someone that I idolized that, you know, identified and was honest about it. And um, I remember when I was a little kid, actually, me and my brother were watching like a Queen live 
and like there's this part where it's like he's getting on in the night and Freddie Mar- he's feeling it he's in like some short shorts and like a Betty Boop shirt or something and you know and then he takes off the shirt he's just got you know some I don't know boxer briefs or short shorts and he's just having his best time his best life and my uncle comes down and he's like what the fuck are you guys watching <laughs> I'm like it's just music man i didn't even think of it and like right. i shouldn't i didn't think of it as weird until you made it weird right right yeah so like like be as flamboyant as you want like, yeah like exactly. i think that helps people actually you know as long as you're not you know you're not hurting people and not fucking exactly. with people like then don't yeah. be the one to make it weird yeah <laughs> yeah that's that should be like a guideline like if you're making it weird you like should... you obviously have a problem with it because no one right. he didn't have a problem with it when he was doing it all these people in the audience didn't have a problem with it i was here spectating as a young person just loving the music and um so yeah i think i don't know what would it be sexualization of just living and like like i think it is a thing but it's not like just a LGBTQ plus thing. It's like if you're sexualizing something that shouldn't be sexualized, like we agree to that as a society, like minors or something. Sure. Yeah. Then we agree that's a problem. But I don't know. But oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Goddamn talk. Not with it today. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's crazy how like people just uh get so like the people that are so against that like you know like i said like making it weird like like being the one to interject and be in the room and be like oh hey i have a problem with what's going on right now like what you guys are talking about or what like it's like no you're you I are the one problem that's, that it goes on somewhere in yeah. my city that i never have to go to you are the and odd that one. I would never like have to take my kids to or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, so you have a problem that is happening somewhere, and whatever you think is happening in your head, if you're that worked up about it, it's probably worse than whatever's actually happening. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild times. Yeah, even having your brain there, being like, like spending taking time out of your day to just sit there and be like somebody is taking a dick in their ass and, and i'm not have okay a with problem it. with it it's not me <laughs> they're they're shaking their drink they're like, <laughs> and then there are those people that are just jealous or projecting yeah <laughs> they wish that was there that was going into them oh, right right and yeah. those exist like that's the thing too so it like to me you got to whatever that anti-faction is you got to chunk it off even smaller because some of it are those types of like they just can't they are so fucked up in their head that they can't accept it and they're putting it on other people yeah it's like that movie american beauty did you ever see that like the guys the guy's like the drill sergeant but he's like secretly gay and then you're like oh that's a good that's a good example of a lot of things and life imitating art and everything yeah that's one of my favorite movies yeah, it didn't age well. <laughs> all well, the Kevin Spacey I know. stuff, I will it's say. It's tough, right? It's because, sad. like, even more recently, that the whole Flash thing, it's like, mm, um, yeah. I'd actually, I had no expectations for it. And then I saw it, and I really liked it. And then everyone's like, oh, but this lead is a piece of shit. And I'm like, maybe, you know, it sounds like he is, but I don't know. Can it still be a good movie and whatever? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it can. I, I like. I always say separate art from the artist, right? To a certain degree, and yeah. then if you can't, then that's what you're right. Like you can burn their album or like 
not buy their shit and that's fine yeah too. yeah it's a it's a it's a tricky thing okay we'll be right back i really gotta put this dog away he's gonna distract me the whole show we'll be right back <laughs> all right guys we're back animals rule the world as they say um so they should so yeah um so like what where's where are you at like in your music career right now like are you spending a lot of time with it like how how are you balancing um, that like so yeah go into it. Uh, unfortunately i knew it was gonna have to get put on the back burner for um to take some political pursuits seriously sure sure and that actually i had a lot of torment i think over that uh, like am i going to be able to help out in some capacity that it's that it's worth it for having to put my passion sort of on the on the back burner and i think i'm still i'm happy with what has happened and i think that it it did but um but i mean like just from a sense of me sitting down with the bass guitar like that thing that you can always have no matter who you are yeah if you like a specific instrument and you like playing it you know no one can really take that away from you and um i think that's where i i mean that's where i started and uh where i'm still at so like um we had uh one album that came out with that pud under that pud label and then uh then we had the first dark mirror record um visions of pain and then the second dark mirror record uh, patterns or second dark mirror record was portrait of evil and then the third dark mirror record was patterns of chaos and now this will be the fourth one that i just wrote um and that eric wicker wrote a lot of as well um, um no right to rule is the title and like i felt comfortable announcing it because it was written and i know we can there's enough people involved from dark mirror's history that like even if one of us you know fell out for whatever reason like it's gonna get done, mm-hmm. so that was why I felt comfortable, you know, dropping it and uh, yeah, and even that whole thing like um, like Mark Thomas Anderson is my name on my birth certificate, but Marco Tomoso Battaglia, you know, like if we weren't in a patriarchy and we were in a matriarchy, like that would be my name historically on my mother's side. So I never, it was never like a big, uh, I don't know. I see. <laughs> it I was see. just like you know that's what they called me marco and um if you go back far enough in history battalia is the historical name on my mother's side so it's like i don't know it was more of like a stab at the whole order of things <laughs> sure <laughs> that and i knew if i used that name you know it would my uh, my family wouldn't kind of have to deal with that whole political side quest sure sure um so like you know they can't go and find um uh mrs battaglia or um you know mr and mr and mrs grandfather and parents because they don't they don't exist technically so sure so fuck off if you spent time (laughs) trying to get them involved you know (laughs) like i think it's fucked up when politicians like bring out their like who's not gonna cheer for a little cute kid and then they're wearing the shirt that says like you know asshole for president and (laughs) that's gonna get a pop you know but fuck that i that's not how like i I love jesse ventura and he didn't do that when he announced he was running for governor of minnesota he was on the steps just him in the press 
wasn't a big hoopla his family wasn't there and they're like why is your family not here he's like i don't want to get them involved like this is me i'm running and i don't you know you don't really need to care what my kid thinks or my wife thinks or whatever yeah exactly yeah so so with your uh like is that that name change is that just due to like moving to america and them forcing you that your Um, family to change it so the um yeah, I guess it's so weird how that works, right? Because yeah, so there's like make it a little more easier for, you know, um, your white bread people to say, and your then name, also, yeah. <laughs> but then you meet Italian people today. That's their real name, and they'll say Bataglia, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I don't know. It's weird how that happens, right? Or or like there's people that grew up in Iowa. I have a best friend who who was adopted from india but grew mm-hmm. up raised here in iowa by iowans sounds like an iowan sounds more like an iowan than i do <laughs> but he looks very indian so it's just one of those wild wild circumstances yeah yeah exactly um my but, uh, yeah yeah sorry long story short i guess a lot of people change their name to sound more like fit in a little better um and then also you know a lot of actors that kind of could have chose like this is my name they would take the more Hollywood sounding by her, you know, which actually was more like whatever Christian sounding or or whatever you want to say, white sounding. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I just kind of did the opposite. Mark Anderson, you know, is pretty, there's a lot of people called that. I took Marco Battaglia. There's like one person I think living that's like notable as a uh, ex NFL player, Marco Battaglia, and that's it. So instead of having to look up, you know, scour through hundreds of thousands of mark anderson's if you're looking for marco vitalia you got one of two guys and i never played in the nfl so (laughs) it's pretty easy there to um to get down to it yeah my uh my uncle uh who is cambodian um when he moved to the u.s his last name is ou so he was forced to like hyphenate his uh wife who um you know my aunt is McAllister. So they had to merge that. Like, he was legally forced to do that. I mean, that was in the 90s. That's so a weird thing. But, I mean, marriage is still causes a lot of weird situations and, like, yep. birth certificates. And, and who can be the father on a birth certificate or who can be, you know, obviously the mothers, they, they saw them have the child. So that's a little different story in most cases. But. Yeah, it's a weird thing, man. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I myself am a quarter Italian, Lamson. From the southern end of the boot. <laughs> yeah, my mom was born in Italy and came through Ellis Island with her family when she was oh, a nice. toddler. Nice. And, you know, really for our, like, what they saw as our protections of the constitutions and the Bill of Rights. So, like, I guess that was, like, instilled in me early on, like, like this is something that people come here to seek. So maybe it's a little bit important that we don't just give it away. Yeah, exactly. Sort of thing. And, you know, don't just like idly sit by and let it get eroded to the point where it doesn't mean anything, which it feels like it's getting way too close to that. But yeah. So let me ask you, I don't know if I've ever actually asked you this, like what maybe I have, what got you into politics? Like what, what was I mean, because you, I mean, you just talked about that, like, you know, having your upbringing, having that affected, like, what kind of got the gears going for you to actually um, take initiative politically? I think be growing up here, because okay. I was a kid, and I saw, like, Wesley Clark and Dennis Kucinich 
running for president and I just, it was just something to do, um, you know, go and knock on, you live in Des Moines, Iowa. So you go and knock on doors for a candidate that you like sort of thing. I think it was pretty common at the time. Oh yeah. And then you actually actually, you actually see all these people, uh, and at least until this current cycle, um, like, cause this is like the first caucus in the nation. So like, you're just bound to get a chance to interact with these people. And a lot of places, you know, they never get a chance to interact with these people that, you know, one of them is probably going to be the president. Like we haven't had yeah. an election yet where it was like none of the above, which would be cool in my book. But oh, we that would be, we haven't had that yet. <laughs> yeah. It's always been one of these people that comes to Iowa and bothers us, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't it um, Ted Cruz that wasn't it in Iowa that he did the fucking shit with where like I think it was Rubio. Uh, he put out some kind of like put out a bunch of flyers basically and was like trying to say that he dropped out or whatever. Very likely all kinds of shenanigans like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it was that coupled with um, what sucked me back in was there's this guy. I think we did talk about maybe this guy named Benton McKenzie. Um, yeah, and he right. was treating his tumors with cannabis oil. Um, and then, you know, he got arrested here in Iowa and they basically tried to throw the book at him, get his family involved. And, you know, he, he wasn't allowed in a court to say, I'm using this to basically improve the quality of my life, maybe lengthen my life. Um, and I just thought that was completely fucked up. And, uh, yeah. That's what got me back, um, you know, to this point where there was some heavy involvement and heavy amount of time and resources uh, dedicated to that involvement. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big one and still still is for me. Oh, yeah. No, it's huge. Let me ask you, do you, <clears throat> do you ever see uh, legalization happening anytime soon in Iowa or do you think it's going to be a hot minute yet? the optimism that I have about that is we can see how not to do legalization, um, you know, with high tax burden and, and like high burden to difficult burden to start your own business. Yes. We yes. can see how not to do that. Are we going to learn from it? I don't, I have no fucking clue, but I hope, I hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, and I'm you- cautiously optimistic that we can learn from these other um, legalization fuck-ups yeah well i mean i i mean i think we talked about this last time um the thing that i would say is probably kind of deters me is like how the legal campus industry has been handled oh yeah um just like how it's been exclusive it just becomes and, like anything yep like just as bad as whatever you think the worst one is it's it's pretty bad yeah whatever claw they can get they uh <laughs> they'll use it for sure yeah whether it's the business of oil vaccines batteries cannabis you know they just want to capture them markets yeah yeah it's fucked up man um so yeah um i think we were talking about this a little bit before the show but like i guess getting into like the more of the political stuff like what are your um kind of outlooks for that going forward in 2023 2024 i think no matter what avenue you choose, you've got some hot mess, hot messes to contend with, uh, whether that's working towards a multi, multi-party system, whether that's working towards 
fixing our systems, whether that's working towards abolishing our systems. I was like, going to say burn it. <laughs> like any path you take, like you just got to be ready to like give, be yourself, give your all, speak your voice. Like yeah. I'm not, I've never thought there was like a right way. Like there's not a right to me. There's not like one right belief or ist or ism or ideology that everybody must follow. Like to me, it's the exact opposite of that. We need everybody to stand up and talk about their experiences and their mm-hmm. beliefs. And we'll find out very quickly that I don't think like, oh, go, go Democrats or go, go Republicans, like is ever going to get anywhere. And then we go, f- what's next, you know? Yeah, I I do. One of the thing, one of like the things that, uh, um, are you familiar with Michael Mellis? Um, I, I'm familiar with the name, but I'm not like a, not super familiar like with anything else really. Okay, well he's a um, he's a big like anarchist, um, libertarian author, and uh, I've read a couple of his books. Very very good. Um, fuck, I forget. <laughs> God damn it! What the fuck was I talking? Well, one thing that's interesting <laughs> to me is you know you can take two damn, libertarians totally or two anarchists and put them in the room together and they might yeah. be very different and their paths are very different and what they've read and learned is very different. And their experiences are very different. So, um, yeah, of course that would, if that applies to anarchists, if it applies to libertarians, of course it applies to anybody else. Like these yeah. are your quote unquote rugged individualists and you know, they can't even agree on what that means. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, it's just, I wish we didn't have to use, like, labels from the past, and we could just be like, I'm here with you right now. We disagree yeah. on something, but we're going to talk about it, and we're going to figure it out. Like, I wish it could always be like that wherever you go. Yeah, yeah. I think the point that I was trying to make, sorry, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that, like, causes me to be kind of a because sorry to get back to the point michael mouse he's a very optimistic anarchist Mm -hmm. you know he wrote a book called the white pill that talks about like kind of the rise and the fall of the soviet union and how that is a positive thing um and you know how he he uses that as optimistic metric for how everything it's a cycle like eventually everything will kind of collapse and we'll have like a freer you know non authoritarian society you know people can Mm -hmm. have rights and kind of um yeah i I don't know his specific wording and logic but i can say that i come from a similar place of like yeah thinking that more and more humans are coming to some realization that other humans and even animals to some to some you know enough people um deserve some basic like dignity and rights that we're going to respect yeah um and I think that's getting to a critical mass of humanity. Like, is it is it in any one specific country or state or city? Maybe not. But if you look at all humans that are yes, currently living sure. and breathing, that's at a critical mass of, like, regardless of government, we want to treat other humans and animals with respect and, you know, hopefully the environment to some degree. It's so mm-hmm. like, like um, yeah, I just think humans are getting getting there like maybe (laughs) i'm not as negative as like you know we should destroy everything and we're just a 
invasive and we're just gonna fuck everything up forever yeah, there's no, no point in trying anything so yeah i don't know i don't i don't go down that path yeah i, I guess i just i wonder because like i think like the democrat party is a perfect example right like why like uh, like a big part of the reason i think why we haven't seen a red wave these last two cycles which wherever i thought was going to happen because like you know the democrats are fucking up is because like i think generationally culturally like we just live in this place where people are complacent and they're just gonna go blue because that's what everybody else is doing and i yeah or that, red for that matter or red. yeah exactly and exactly. iowa is that rural city divide which is mm-hmm. a motherfucker to try to, 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 <laughs> to cross address yep and just be like hey on this side we're humans too yeah and if we don't at least try to talk to each other it ain't gonna get better yeah right and then you know i know people that still identify as democrats people that still identify as republicans and i know them so well i know they're good people and i know they're trying really hard to not be that shitty politician stereotype so like what the fuck like i you know it's like i don't know there's just way too much i don't know meanness and people that just want to argue before you even actually yeah. start talking to somebody it's, it seems like a brick wall at times i guess like i i've it, it's kind of funny i've uh i found myself kind of distancing myself from politics in the last oh, few yeah. months because and i like, don't i don't blame people at all i know i never was never i don't blame people for not voting i don't blame people for yeah no me neither you know not participating for even not getting into it i don't blame you like i get it it was very it was a very difficult thing to do to run for a couple different high level offices and then also city council and take it seriously and put up with a lot of shit because yeah even if you didn't do anything unethical people just hate politicians Mm -hmm. so like there's so many people just like why you know just wanting to take out all those years of rage at the machine on me because i was now quote unquote a politician even though i didn't really consider myself that i was running for office so people then they're like oh well, you're you're one of those assholes, <laughs> so that's a hard place to like start. Sure. Start. Oh well, yes, but here's why I'm not. <laughs> Here, right. I'm going to tell you why I'm not one of those assholes. I've never even seen those assholes before. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like subscribing to a religion or something, right? <laughs> yeah, and then you got to <laughs> tell people why, like, no, I'm the good Christian or the good Muslim, like. <laughs> No, like, you know, like, you know that guy, Jesus? Like, I'm like that. <laughs> like, I'm not like all those other douchebags. I'm like that yeah. dude. Don't be gay, though. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough be gay. Yeah, because then that's the worst. Yeah, that's a really weird thing. that, And I think you and I have maybe, I, I don't think we talked about this on a podcast, but I think we've talked about it off I'm sure. air about um, just like, like the, it's the seeming hypocrisy, like the fact that a lot of the churches now are like embracing the LGBTQ when like, you know, 30 years ago, they, <laughs> wanted to Oh yeah. Sticks, and they're you know? also doing things like, you know, feeding the people that are hungry and like, you know, getting food for uh, getting clothing and the necessities for the unhoused population. Like there's plenty that are doing good things. And if that gives you a sense of community, like that's great. Like, but then, you know, you know, there's some people sitting there that are like, 
I don't know about that rainbow flag they got up there now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what F? What the fuck? I don't know. Like, there's yeah. still that contingent. Um, I feel like there's definitely, you can see it right now, that contingent of Iowa religious conservative that even though, um, like, Vivek Ramaswamy is saying, like, a lot of stuff they love, the fact that it's, like, a Hindu man saying it, they're like, I don't I don't know about that, you know? <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a tough... Bro, that is, you know, I don't really know much about the man, but that just at face value just seems like such a left out, like outfield pick to have the like have front the Republican Party right now. Especially when we know that there's people that vote based on various bigotry that they have, so it's not Mm -hmm. like that's a secret, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, someone's gonna be like, well he says Christian stuff or he says he's a Christian, but he's a Hindu Mm. and that's like their brain is not going to be able to comprehend how that works. Yeah. (laughs) Like you can be a Jewish people and, or a Jewish religion, but you don't have to be, you know, proponent of the faith. You don't have to be both. Like it's like people can't quite, you know, or like you can be like, you know, Italian and be, um, a Buddhist instead of Roman Catholic and people, people just, I don't know. People want you to be the stereotype. Yeah. It is interesting though. Like I think someone like Andrew Tate, right? Like that's kind of, that was kind of like a surprising thing for a lot of people. Um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe more the younger generation. That's another one. I don't really know. What is it? That's surprising. Just, just cause, um, I think he's, I don't, know what race but he's mixed in some regard mm. but a lot of people who um you know maybe like i said probably more younger people um that kind of are no quote quote more conservative right-leaning um really attached to him and really have um you know he has a lot of different crazy messages you could go on a rabbit hole <laughs> some of it's pretty funny actually i did but. think it was funny that um elon musk went live from the border did you see that no citizen reporter elon musk (laughs) and i don't know if you think about it like if elon musk showed up at one of these gop iowa rallies and they're like look at this uh african immigrant that just came across the border i don't think they'd be like nah turn him around build that wall like keep that asshole out of here so there's something to be said about that is they don't People that say that don't necessarily have the best picture of what an immigrant or a refugee actually is Mm -hmm. and why that immigrant or refugee would be here of all places. Um, And if they showed me that they had that kind of understanding, I would be a lot more open to what they had to say if they said something beyond build the wall yeah you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah even if they think they're open-minded they're still operating in those constraints of like what yeah. their image of that person is what they think they're stopping and what what they're actually stopping like yeah stopping a lot of people that'll probably be doctors and lawyers and maybe save your life mm-hmm. um yeah or save your ass or save your life and um you know those <laughs> those people get stopped too when we make a lot more uh, restriction over who can come across and when and all that. So, uh, yeah. And even the types of things that motivate people to come here from another country, um, are like, take a check, take a check and look and see, especially if you're in like 
Congress, someone that has a position to do something about it. Like, are we harming that country economically? Are we harming that country in some kind of militaristic fashion? You know, did we do economic hits that made this people's life harder? Uh, terrorists, protectionism, like anything. Like, did we do anything to make this person's life shittier as a country? So they're coming here. And if that's the case, let's stop doing any of that. Let's stop doing all of that shit that made it worse for them. Yeah. And let's try that, you know? <laughs> and maybe they won't even want to come here. They'll be like, nah, that place is too corrupt. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you know, kind of going back to the whole, like, no voting thing. I think that's, a, you know, why, like you, like, I give, I if you don't want to vote, like, I think there's a very valid argument to saying, like, if you are playing into the system, you're validating it in a way. You know, I like yeah. to think that you can. It is and I, possible. I get that. Um, yeah. My whole reasoning was, if I could go off the grid and just say, "Leave me the fuck alone," I would do that. But there's no physically possible way I could do that, let alone in Des Moines, Iowa. So <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna do the opposite of be really loud and really vocal and actually try to shake this shit up and hope that you know it winds up a little better than it was before I did any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got to go by, really. I yeah. guess sort of faith of in that belief that humans can figure this shit out to some degree. Yeah, no, um, it's interesting, man. I, it's like I, I'm kind of like a nihilistic. I've always had like a nihilistic bend to me. I'm always kind of, I don't know, like I, I had the nickname in high school, like negative norm. You know, <laughs> it's just been like a very dark. I person, think I've so. been the opposite, just kind of happy go lucky and, um, you know, tried to look on the bright side. Yeah. And, uh, but then I've had those bouts with darkness and depression as sure. well. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I almost hearken it to like a Robin Williams type situation where most people that know me know me as that kind of lighthearted joking, like try to cheer people up. You know, try to help people when I can. And then, you know, it becomes harder to talk about people about the real dark stuff because they yeah. don't, they're like, wait, that's not, you're not you. Like, yeah, like exactly. wait, you're being weird today. Well, I'm going through some shit. <laughs> yeah. I guess, um, I guess the point to be optimistic optimist on that is i do think that that's changing mm. i do think that um even people that find themselves in a quote unquote comedic form or whatever like look at any like stand comedian oh like, yeah they have a podcast and you know they have and some stigma is definitely um dissipating in terms of talking exactly. about mental health and addiction which is great which is to me how we start to win those battles as individuals is yeah. being able to talk about it and not just get judged by everybody. There still might be mm -hmm. some people out there that are whatever drug addict, son of a bitch, whatever, like, <laughs> like dirty hippie, but that's less, less the voices like that are less and the voices that are actually like, okay, well, how do we help you? Or mm -hmm. what is, what does help look like for you? Like the people that actually think about it that way, like those voices are more and more not yeah. like oh this is the way you get straight you like you get jesus you get god and you <laughs> never touch the stuff ever and if you do you're a fucking failure and we'll throw you in the slammer like that voice is getting less and less yeah and the voices of the genuine the people that genuinely want and or know how to help 
that are like, you know, what what can we do to help? What does help look like for you? And and you know, just accepting that this person made a decision as an individual that they don't want to touch anything. Like they want to be sober and that's great for them, mm-hmm. but not everybody has to be like that. Exactly. And maybe that's not even the, someone's best quality of life does not come from that path in their case. And that's fine too. Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, Cause I know you went to go see, um, RFK Jr., which I was jealous. I was about to, I was going to go to that thing, but I just pussied out last minute, basically. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't think um, knives have come out for me any faster than when I did, like, was open about that. Like, that, mm-hmm. I, that I see value in this person and that, you know, if you are a Democrat, I feel like you should hear him out and think about supporting him mm-hmm. that if I, if those are my three options, Marion Williamson, Joe Biden and Robert Kennedy Jr. I would, I would cast my, my vote, my whatever singular um, tear in an ocean would go to Robert Kennedy Jr. And people get really mad about that. Yeah. Surprisingly. And um, I guess not to me, that's just because there's this huge machine that before they ever said, you know, okay, what's this guy's platform? They were saying, telling everyone he's a conspiracy theorist and he is a Mm -hmm. anti-vaxxer. And that was before, like, give him a chance to say, like, what's he running on? Like, what are his thoughts on our top 10 most important issues? Like, no, it was like, everywhere you look, conspiracy theorist, anti-vaxxer. So you're automatically turning a huge percentage of the population off on a person. Yep. And that, to me, that's just a, we're in a really fucked up place where that happens consistently to a lot of people for a lot of reasons. It's not just people that are anti-vax or people that are can quote unquote conspiracy theorists. It's almost anything that you can be as an individual person. There's some percentage that is like, well, if we really frame it this way, we know a lot of people are just going to boo and hiss this person. You know? Yeah. Well, and you know, I, there are a lot of people who just, um, you know, they, they're not knowledgeable about the situation. They're, you know, and, you know, the whole thing right now with uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, I, I think what I hear is that I think any if, vote in the, the what they're talking about anyways, that any vote in the DNC is going to or in the in the primary. Yeah, is gonna go Joe basically, Biden. they're saying, fuck what people in Iowa and New Hampshire think. <clears throat> and it's just going to be the guy, you know, no matter what you want or say or who you vote for. So I mean, every I think everybody should have a problem with that. But then also, hundred yes, percent. Anytime you put anybody into two categories: Democrat, Republican, um, vaxxer or anti-vaxxer, or conspiracy theorists, or what would even be the alternative to that? I accept all truths that authority tells me, regardless of anything. <laughs> like, is that the opposite to conspiracy theorist? I don't even know. So like that's just a fucked up that's a fucked up venn diagram to put people into and and, you know you gotta be in one circle or the other i don't even think that's not a reflection on anything like most people um are open to the idea that a vaccination could be a good thing but they probably want to know like what are the ingredients what is the technology like what's the track record on safety like that's most people right 
there might be this very small contingent that's like, never, I will never touch, nothing will ever pierce my flesh. Um, yeah, so, and that's fine too, like, right? Because for one, like, is that really a large enough percent of the population that's going to have a dramatic impact? I, probably not. No. And most people are going to look at each individual um, technology or medicine and decide, is this something that's going to be helpful to me or improve my quality of life? Yeah. So what camp are those people in? Are you vaxxer or anti-vaxxer? I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's dumb. Well, I think, because um, I used to listen to Dark Horse a lot, Dark Horse podcast, like right when the COVID shit was happening. And I think I remember them saying that it was like, as long as 55% of the population is vaccinated, then that's all you need. Then like that, the virus will run its course. There's from that stuff point. like that. But then same. So, okay. Then conspira- conspiracy theorist or not conspiracy theorist. Um, so it doesn't matter what event <laughs> we're talking about or what evidence or what. Um, and you're just supposed to choose what box you want to go into. Like to me, there's a big difference between like, um, a situation where all of the evidence does not, you know, <laughs> does not side with whatever the official narrative was versus a situation where clear cut, there's a conspiracy, but there's no evidence to support it whatsoever. So, I mean, in that case, are you not the conspiracy theorist because you side with the evidence? And in the other case, you are the conspiracy theorist because you side with the evidence? It isn't. That doesn't make sense either. Some, yeah. Depending on what happened and your perspective of what happened, you're going to be siding with the conspiracy theorist in some cases, and you're going to be siding with the, the authority narrative in other cases, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing that's just so crazy to me is, like, if I feel like, for, like, for people who buy into the whole thing, right, to whatever party, like, if you, if, like, you're someone like you and me, like, if we step back, the whole thing just looks ridiculous, and it's just, it's so hard to imagine, like, just being in that, at this stage of the game, where things have changed so much. Someone that tries to convince other people that they have no doubt that their way is the way, like, that to me is scary in and of itself. Yeah, whether exactly. you were Democrat or Republican or Libertarian, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just so confident, like everything's gonna get better if you think this way, then I don't. That that alone worries me. Don't give them your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're what's called probably a grifter of some sort. Bad actor. Uh, yeah, they're acting in bad faith because they're trying to sell a utopia of some kind. And, you know, even if that's an anarchist utopia, like, still be fucking wary of that because, I don't know, that the, those things don't exist. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The um, re- Reality can't be planned. Like, there, there's just, I think, and, you know, this is, like, I don't, like I've said multiple times, I think, to you, like, I don't subscribe fully to anarchy, but, you know, I... Um, I guess, I don't know. I kind of thought of this term the other day, I'm an anarchist sympathetic. I'm sympathetic to anarchy. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think just the value of saying, hey, I, I am not going to be able to tell you what to do. I think that's just a, um, a fundamental core of what I believe in, yeah. you know. Where I've come to is you could take a room like this and put a socialist, a communist, an anarchist, a libertarian, mm-hmm. all in the same room. And... Um, if they start talking about the systems that they've lived under 
you know, that's why they decided to pick one of these little labels. Exactly. Um, so it could be very different depending on people's experiences and, you know, what they've had to deal with and also what how that shaped the people they interact w- act with language. Um, so, so, yeah, it's more to me, um, yeah, just beyond fucking labels. Um, is where I think the biggest hope lies, but <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like most people, um, I think would choose to do good if you were cast into a new society and they had these, say they didn't have any authority figures. Um, would that automatically make you start just like hurting people right. and stealing their shit? That, like that is something every time I get into libertarianism, people, they're always like, they're always on the fence that think bad things so are like, going to happen. What? Are if we you don't have the laws. type of person that's just going to stab that's and always, rape people? That's always we, the question I want to ask. If there wasn't a law saying don't do it, you, you're just going to start raping? Yeah. Like what? That, and, and at least be honest about it. If that's how you feel, let yeah, us right. know. <laughs> Right, because <laughs> if that shit ever gets abolished, don't be around that person. Yeah, because right. they're just gonna start raping you. Well, and the fact is, um, something written in a book is not gonna stop that person from going on doing that. Like that's the point that nobody can grapple with. Like I, I it's always it always just gets a scoff, right? Yeah. But like nobody ever actually right, even it. on the like the extreme right wing of like, if we ban abortions, they'll they'll go away, like. <laughs> doesn't work like that they all go just because the law makes you feel good just because the law makes you feel good yep it doesn't make your outcome happen yeah outcome you wish to see happen yeah like the fetishization of like uh punishing right like just being like we need to like punish this yeah. person we need and to give this person so, so much so, time yeah. like do we go retroactively to like where we now have uh, abortion is criminal now so we're gonna go find a 90 like nine year old woman that had an abortion and like <laughs> charge her with murder like yeah or like the how, doctors well, or like, whatever you know like right that would be like people still charge like nazis that are 90s for like war crimes that they did you know when they were young so it's like wouldn't that be like the most justice possible <laughs> to like everyone that's still living all right, now you're guilty because this new law says this is now a criminal thing, right? I don't. It's weird. To, it's weird as hell to me, honestly. Um, even to talk to people about this stuff and in public, and then it's a lot of pressure too because you do have these people that depend on you. And then some days I feel like I can't even string, you know, two sentences together. <laughs> but now there's cameras and lights and and your names up there, and this is the people you're representing. And that's that is a lot of pressure to like. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And then like, do I let do I be myself? Because that's worked out pretty well in my life up till this point. But but people are expecting a certain thing and yeah. a certain level of professionalism. And like, I think I have that inherently, but it's hard, like, right to try to you're now in that little box, even if that box in your mind is yeah. slightly better than the other two boxes you're now that third box <laughs> and 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 that's like uh you know it's a lot of pressure and a lot of like yep. i didn't so much care if i got you know i embarrassed myself i didn't want to embarrass the people that came before me that worked so hard for me mm, to even have that sure. opportunity 
and also the people that you know currently believed in me and you know my family and friends like i didn't want to like embarrass those people yeah but i didn't care if people laughed at me took something i said the wrong way made fun of me trolled me whatever i didn't care it's kind of the same way i feel in my day-to-day like you can call me whatever name you fucking want just don't like talk behind someone's back that's in my family or my friend circle and and talk shit about them because they're not here Mm-hmm. you know like but me to my face say whatever the fuck you want i'm not gonna like come over and strangle you with this <laughs> mic cord you son of a bitch because you called me whatever whatever you know slur anything like whatever man the takedown of mark thomas anderson <laughs> strangulation of <laughs> microphone cord well shit man we're at the uh we're about the hour mark um but before we maybe wrap this up, uh, you're familiar with this, the fucked up bucket. We went on your show and uh, talked about this, I believe. Yes. I, so was it because I was a politician that I didn't get the fucked up bucket? Was that some kind of like... I don't um, know. Maybe. Did Rick get it? No, he oh. didn't. No, I never did for Rick either. The thing about Rick is he's he's an awesome dude, a good friend, and he probably... I think he would have done it. I mean... You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. He's not I one of that the, was up his alley. He not. hangs out with literally <laughs> It'll sound funny, but to me he is like um he's like a Jesus. He hangs out with <laughs> with houseless people and prostitutes and drag queens and he's not afraid of them and he loves them and he treats them as individual islands and he wanted to know what yeah. they wanted in him and i respect the hell out of him for that. Rick's awesome. Rick's a really cool guy. Uh, you know, he's like the the least judgmental person Mm -hmm. i know and one of the most honest people i know Mm -hmm. and who else would if you gotta have a politician wouldn't you want that that was my whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah no when uh you know this is kind of a next door we have like a big area where we're gonna hopefully you know set the podcast here relatively soon Um, but when that's finished he's uh, um, hopefully gonna be one of the first guests i get on because uh yeah, yeah and like guy. I said, so we came on with the intention of talking about music, and it still kind of got off track. <laughs> so sometime we'll actually have the full music dedicated episode. Yeah, well, we we have we have plenty of time in the future to have you on. You know, like I said, this is the third time uh, we've done it, and uh, I always like having you on. So if anything, like conversation. Yeah, you got to drop the full disclosure. Government name is out there. <laughs> We got the new album in the works. Oh, no you right do have a new to, no, one in the works. No right to rule. It's written. Okay, okay. People are coming together to record it as we speak. Nice. Um, so, yeah. That's um, awesome, man. Well, you'll definitely hear about that, at least in this uh, region. Yeah, let me know when that drops. I'll uh, um, let me know when it drops. I'll plug it, I'll plug it on the show. I'll let everybody yeah. know. Fucked up, Bucky. Yeah, all right, man. Uh, so, and I always forget to people uh, to tell people, don't put the card back in there when you... <laughs> When you're done um but yeah uh you probably know how it goes uh we have a uh usually it's a question or a prompt or a joke of some form on a piece of paper um you don't have to read it but uh if you don't you're a pussy so you might as well um what's your card say go for it man well Mark. i definitely don't think pussies are negative things to be the only worst place to find women at than a bar is at a therapist waiting room consensus so i work at a female prison and i can tell you that is not the greatest prisons in general i would not go 
people do, man. People write letters yeah. to people. That's still a thing. Um, and it's not to say some of those people are great people, but let them rehabilitate. Right. And then start hitting on them when they're got their shit together a little bit. You know, like give them a shot, man. They don't need people that are more fucked up than they are fucking up their lives even more. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. I feel the same with the therapist's waiting room. Like, okay, um, here's my number. I think you're very attractive or I, I like the way your brain works, whichever, you know, um, whatever you're feeling at the time. Um, here's my number. Um, as soon as you feel like you've worked on your shit and you are at a level that you feel cool dating somebody else that's probably a little fucked up, maybe a lot fucked up, then give me a call. Nah, man, that won't work. There are too many BPD bitches out here. They'll be like, the next day, they'll call you like, I'm good, I'm good, man. I'm great. Human, I think everybody could do with therapy in some fashion. Yes, I agree. Um, and, and it doesn't look, it's not one size fits all. Um, but yeah, no, I think if people are, it's not the best place when someone has said either voluntarily or involuntarily someone has said this person has a problem um you know give them some space to like work on that and that's going to be to the benefit of everyone involved in the situation <laughs> so so um the only worst place i think there's a few worse places probably worse there's a I few think worse. about prison it's like that movie raising arizona yeah. You ever see that? Uh, Nick Cage? Yep. <laughs> I love or Nick the... Cage. And um, I think it's like a, a wine, a fine wine. He only gets better <laughs> with age. Because that, um, I liked Renfield, but I really liked that pig movie. Um, I, I fell did asleep all, during that. Really? Man. I thought that yeah. was like his masterpiece. Wow. I need to. It, um, it was probably a bad time. To watch um, it. And the, the massive talents. The one where he played himself. <laughs> I did himself, just see that. I'm. That was very good. I also love that it ended with some Warren Zevon music. Um, <laughs> keep me in your heart for a while, which funny people I think featured as well, ironically. So hmm. I don't know. It's awesome to me. I love Zevon. So it's awesome that his music is permeating and, and whatever, but um, <laughs> yeah. Know. Okay. So yeah, I, I can't say I agree with it. I'm cool with delivering it as a joke and uh, people <laughs> can take that however they will. Um, but but uh, I think I can think of a few worse places. Well, hey, that's totally valid, man. Um, we only have one one writer on staff, so <laughs> we try here. Um, all right. One of the biggest fears of Trump being president was his access to nuclear codes. However, it's impossible to deny that Biden not being able to remember them is far worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, would any of these people remember? I don't. Right. Know, I don't think I'd remember them. Like, how long is this code? Who was the lady that just what died? What is the code? Is Who's... it numbers, color? <laughs> You're right. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'd probably forget. It's like one of the fucking the um, Android unlock like, oh, things fuck. patterns. Oh god! <laughs> ah, shit. So, How's like, it going again? So now, like, uh. they've just they've proven to you that this is your best option to launch this shit for humanity. Like now that's your best option. And then you're the guy and you forget the code face recognition for God the new damn. codes. <laughs> that's That'll a lot happen, of pressure man. too. That'll happen. I do remember there's a JFK, a alleged JFK quote about, I don't know if it was marijuana or LSD, but one of the two, <laughs> he's like, could you imagine like now I'm high 
and this is affecting me right now and then they tell me you know we got a nuclear situation going on because you know I, i i think it's a stated fact that he smoked marijuana at times but i think the lsd is more in question but i'm pretty sure i lean on the side that was like um that he was doing lsd and that fit into the whole broader like another reason why people didn't want this dude you know in such a position to influence humanity in a positive way (laughs) yeah no um, or what they didn't think was positive but i thought it would have been yeah i always say um i think the last true american president was jfk i think just if if in the people's hearts that's the answer then that's the answer Mm -hmm. like people that are older than us um i think it's very safe to say that he was like the last person that captured you know like their hearts like mm-hmm. they would they would respect this person's authority voluntarily yeah like even if there was no laws and whatever um no people pointing guns at you they would they would do that you know they would they would respect his word and his leadership yeah. Regardless of the government goons telling you, you know, it's his way or the highway or whatever. Yeah. I feel like he's one of the few people in history that I can think of that held an authoritarian position in a way that was, um, he was very knowledgeable of people and really acknowledging, like almost in a libertarian yeah. sense, he and was very knowledgeable. And still a very flawed person. Yes, exactly. And that, that did fucked up things and had to make fucked up decisions. Yep. But just the fact that the people under his watch voluntarily a very large percentage of them respected him Mm -hmm. Uh, and even more than respected him you know liked him and were happy to agree with a lot of the things he had to say versus now you got a very small uh, level of respect and you even have a contingency that would you know oppose and even possibly and even violently oppose the people that are in there now like people did want to hang mike pence like maybe it wasn't like it maybe it got blown and blown out of proportion as to how many people really wanted to do that but there were some people that wanted to sure there's probably more than the fingers on my hand (laughs) yeah something like that yeah exactly so yeah i'm um yeah but back to yeah just the idea that that well we we even have a will that even be a thing anymore i wish not right like um kennedy totally did want to like get rid of nuclear weaponry and and uh that would be an amazing uh feat for humanity i don't yeah. know if it's ever feasible or possible but wanted to wipe out the cia but if we know. could just like deal with each other without pointing weapons at each other that would be a nice place to start <laughs> yes <laughs> whether we're democrats or republicans or libertarians or anarchists or anything socialist communists like yeah like let's take the deadly force out of the equation and just you know let's uh, chop it up a little bit first yeah you know i i think uh you know, to, I guess to kind of end on the anarchist note, like uh, for like, I think a lot of people associate anarchism like with violence, and I and I, I hope- think there's a great token quote about that. Like, I'm an anarchist more than think of me more as like a peaceful anarchist than like whisk- right. whiskered men with bombs or something. Exactly. Well, I think I mean, unfortunately, we are whiskered men, <laughs> but we're not bombing anyone. You know. 
Yeah, but I think people that you might like fart and leave the room. That's the best. <laughs> that's the kind of <laughs> the most violent <laughs> bomb. You can get. Yeah, but I think I think uh, you find that most. I, I mean, well, I mean, personally, almost anybody that I've heard of as an anarchist is a very kind person, a very peaceful person. Um, it's really hard to be the opposite yeah <laughs> like yeah. what okay you you blow something up one time and now your life is fucked and um uh hope it was worth it like what <laughs> yeah you killed a bunch of people and then it was for no reason um or you made things worse you made things harder for the peaceful anarchists so good fucking job <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the problem that any group faces, right? Is there's always some bad <laughs> Every time, every time. That's like any kind of ideology. Yeah, any down. group of people, there's always that one guy that's like. <laughs> one guy fucks it up. You're like, God damn it, bro. There's that one we priest have. that. <laughs> God damn it. Well, more than one. <laughs> yeah, a lot more. A lot more than one. We can say that. That's like. Um, <laughs> the polar opposite of only how many I can have on my hand. There's a lot more. Those damn uh, authority figures and their raping and their kid touching. Oh yeah, they love it. Coaches, <laughs> whatever, man. It's a lot of it's all them authorities, Boy Scouts, priests, politicians. Yeah, I mean, is that so bad? Anarchist says don't trust any of them, especially with your kids, man. Yeah, no. I wouldn't. No, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, if I if I ever have kids, I'm going to be fucking cautious of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like it's like um yeah, you can trust people that you know, but don't trust people just cuz of their title. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be smart. Like they might also be a priest or a boy scout, but you know them and mm -hmm. you trust them because you know them. Exactly. You're not like, "Oh, them. wow, you're a boy scout, so I'm going to leave my kids with you or Wow, you're a you know priest, so I'm gonna just here you go, take them, <laughs> yeah, exactly. do what you will. Don't do that. Shit. <laughs> Don't be that person. Like it's not that you know. Same with like uh, if I need help and it's a life or death situation, I will be like Mr. Policeman, Miss Policewoman. I need help. I'm not gonna be like fuck all police officers <laughs> ever for all time, but I'm gonna have a healthy distrust of anyone that carries deadly force so just yeah. how it's gonna be whether you're exactly. whether you got a badge or not like mm -hmm. i'm not gonna just all of a sudden be like i'm gonna let you do whatever you want to do because you got a gun <laughs> yeah exactly exactly well mark thomas anderson <laughs> to me a new identity my government to, name. yeah to me a new identity to you an old one yeah and people can call me either one like okay. if you call me marco or mark or mark anderson or marco battaglia um, literally my one son is Anderson and my other son is Battaglia. Like this is, <laughs> this is who we are, man. Okay. Hell so, yeah. so I'm not going to get, it's not going to be, I'm not going to make it weird unless <laughs> you make it weird to come full circle. Don't be that person that's trying to rain on Freddie Mercury's parade or Rob Halford or whoever, yeah, right. you know, just let them sing the songs they want to sing as long as they're not hurting anybody, not taking their shit, exactly. sing the songs you want to sing. Be happy as best as you can. Let other people be happy. I don't know. It's not that much more difficult than that to me, but apparently we we ain't there. Yeah, that's that's the world, unfortunately. Um, what do you got to plug before we wrap this up? Um, so they'll always, as far as I'm concerned, there'll always be new Pud records. Um, 
they'll always be uh, Dark Mirror Records as long as we write them and feel like we got something to say. It's always going to have some contingency of the Dark Mirror family, um, so you can trust that. Um, don't have any intentions to, to run for office, but I'm always going to stay involved in what's going on around me, um, in my city, especially my neighborhood, especially my backyard, especially, but then also my city, state, country, planet. Um, I'm going to, if you want my opinion on something, come at me and I'll tell you, um, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm not, and I have no plans right now to like run for something. Um, that could change, but that's how it is. And um, yeah, so you'll definitely get a new Dark Mirror album, um, a new Pud album at some point. And then also, um, we've still been going hard with the, the program that you were on, uh, the Heavy, mm, heavy Radio. Yes. So yes. Um, just look up Dark Mirror on anything, Pud on anything, um, Heavy Radio, anything that... Yes. As far as I know, anything that exists where you can find programs, it's on there. So just heavy radio, Marco and Eric, you'll find it. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Keep in touch with me anywhere on any social media. I, I think that's the opposite. Like for me, it's like we're in this big fucking potentially Orwellian, potentially dystopian techno state. Uh, and my answer to that is be on everything and be as honest as I can and be as me mm-hmm. as I can on everything. Hell yeah, and I get hell that yeah. that might not be what works for you whatever man do you but that's where i'm at so just that's come awesome. come find me if you want to chop it up you hell know? yeah well you know what man that's why we combo so much is i think we we both have that attitude um and yeah go check out uh our i don't i, don't, I think it's 74 or something like yeah. that yeah um, heavy radio uh if you just look up the McAllister hours collaboration um it was a few episodes ago for us yeah it was a lot of fun check love it out. On that. hell yeah uh guys McAllisterHours.com. We're here every Monday at 7 p.m. We have a website, MacAllisterHours.com. We also have a... Um, maybe I already said that. I don't know. We also have a... Uh, we have a YouTube, obviously, and uh, Spotify and all that. We have a Patreon where you can find exclusive content there, behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, and also, check out our new podcast that um, I am co- part of co-hosting. Uh, one of them, the Guts and Gore podcast, where we review films. Another one... Nice. Specifically, that- Guts and Gore films? Um, so like horror films, yeah. Nice, yeah. Yeah, that's another topic we could get into. Like I have, yeah. a, um, Wolfman on one arm, Bella Lugosi on the other. Oh, um, nice. You know, I was gonna bring up like trick or treating in this literal neighborhood as a kid. So like, <laughs> yeah, we can get into the horror sometime too. Hell yeah, hell that's yeah. That's yeah. I, so I love that. I, I wasn't. Sure, I didn't want to like jump the gun and be like. Oh, it's gore and guts, so it's about horror. <laughs> I didn't know. No, well, I mean, it, the fact that you knew from the title that means that it's effective. So, <laughs> um, and then we also have the uh, uncensored. Or no, no, sorry, God, he's gonna kill me. The unhinged and uncensored podcast, uh, where me and Lolo Savage, who's a um, local rapper and someone who's been on the Macau Stars a lot, um, me and him finally started a show, and we bullshit every week, talk about random shit. Um, nice. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, hell yeah, Marco, thanks again for coming through. And uh, everybody, y'all have a good night. Peace. Yeah.